Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. <laughs> and um, we don't really have a super good cold open this week, but I would like to say that uh, when I was doing notes for this week's episode, my mom came in the room and offered a Jenniferism, and Jennifer said, I hate when guys' necks are as big as their heads. And then she left the room. So. <laughs> God bless Clayton, Jennifer. <laughs> the Clayton Eckerd story, you know? I mean, I think that's why he literally wears only zip-up hoodies or zip-up mm-hmm. sweaters. Like, he wore seven of them this week on the episode, even though he only had three dates. But I'm not sure. He was changing them every 20 minutes. Um, but yeah, I think he needs the zipper in order to get the shirt over his head and neck. Yeah, it's like a, what do we call him, Ed and shoulders scenario <laughs> almost, but like almost more severe where we just... He has to have – I'm surprised he could get that one turtleneck that everyone hated except for me <laughs> over his head. I liked that turtleneck. I thought it was cute. That's why I put the pull out because I kind of liked it too. And I was like, yeah. I know I'm supposed to hate it, but I think I like it. I think I really liked that. And I I apologize to all the fans, listeners, readers. I mean, I, I thought that you posted it because you hated it. So I was <sighs> – yeah, just torn, you know. Yeah. yeah, who knows? It's been a it's been a rough week on the, in the Instagram. <laughs> How so? How are we doing? No, what no, are we it's doing good. wrong. <laughs> What's a learning moment for us this week? Um, really, not much. It's more. Uh, I just really learned, you know, that it when the nation is divided, the nation is divided. <laughs> And a nation divided is actually about Bachelor Nation and not the United States of America, as it turns out. Because <laughs> I found myself having conversations with people that typically are like, you know, we're like on the same page or whatever, but then like having now just completely differing opinions. And that was like kind of fun because it wasn't like the worst topic in the world, maybe, <laughs> you know, like it yeah. didn't feel, you know... So it was like, there was that. But um, yeah, so it's just kind of, it was like just a fun, it was a, you know, an interesting week. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when it's like a a season where the stakes feel kind of low, because yes. nobody gives a shit. It, like, yeah. that's when the differing opinions start to come out a little bit, where it's just like, I, so. I fucking hate that sweater and fuck you cunt for like ever <laughs> thinking that was a good sweater. And I'm like here for that kind of criticism. Literally. In ways where I can't handle others. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have like a TikTok plan to make fun of his outfits, and I'm like, I just can't wait to do that. But we have to get through the rest of it first. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. like the rest of it is like hours long. <laughs> hours. I like in our notes this week, I posted that SpongeBob meme that was like, one eternity later, you know? And I like truly this week was so long. Most of it was just really pointless. The women tell all was like something else um, mm-hmm. this season. Uh, Jesse Palmer cannot. Uh, I mean, like, Mm-mm. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that he can't control women, but he doesn't know how to like to uh, t- t- take control of a room, if you will. No, like he just fucking sat his ass there and had his eyes open as wide as they possibly could go and just took it all in. I've heard more curse words, more yes. you're a fucking bitch, like oh more like you absolute whore. I was like, what am I watching Vanderpump Rules? This is amazing. 
Um, this is the TV I came here for, actually. Like, it was... Yeah, it really probably was one of the more entertaining women tell alls in a while. Because they really... All the women were so ready to just, like, viscerate every single person that they particularly wanted to, you know? They you were know, like, auditioning. I one, one, yeah, one person was like, you know what? Full on, fuck you. And I was like, what? That's such a, like... <laughs> Who are you? And, like... How come I didn't see you at all this season? But, like, you're not wrong. <laughs> it seemed like a plant. I'm not sure you were on the season. But, like, thank you for saying what we were all thinking. Yeah. Um, my favorite – one of my favorite moments was when Genevieve just, like, stood up and raised her hand. It felt very me. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, sometimes when I'm drunk and, like, too many people are talking, I will literally, like, raise my hand because I have to be, like, heard. And then I say something totally stupid that did not need to be heard. And everyone's just like, okay, continue the conversation. Okay. Thanks, Danica, for your input. Thanks. Thanks. No one needed to hear that. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And then there's like references to like other men from like different areas, like Clayton's brothers or whatever, and then like Aaron from Katie's yeah. season and like just women fighting over everything. And then probably my favorite theme of it was that no one likes Clayton. Like not a Nobody. single woman on that stage except for one who I'm pretty sure got paid to say that she'd still fuck him. I had never seen her before in my life. <laughs> Not even once. I, I, to be fair, I have watched maybe one episode this season and it might have been today's, but, um, like, I had n- never seen her. And she, the funniest thing about that was that she was like, hey, so I know that you've been like rightfully roasted this entire time <laughs> and you did so many fucking things wrong and you were such an awful person, but I, kept finding that the more I watched you, the more I admired you. And just like, if you're single, so am I. And I'm just like, aim a little higher. <laughs> like, come on. We can't say stuff like that. Come on. Women's History Month. Not seriously. Ugh. It was weird. <laughs> The other thing that I like, like, was she negging him? Like, is that is that actual feminism? Actually, maybe. Wait a second. Now I love her. (laughs) Yeah, negging this man on national television. We are redefining feminism as just like wanting to fuck a neck so badly that you abandon all of your girlfriends on stage who have rightfully said that this man sucked and ruined their experience on this show. Um, Just. Again, to, like, rub clit on a very big neck. I mean, you, of all people, would probably like to do that. No, I like my little crayon, as is. I'm dying that my mom can hear me from this room, and I said that. Okay. (laughs) I I just... Look at this man with his large neck. Thanks, Jennifer. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer. Um... The other thing that I liked a lot was, like, they literally separated Shanae at the beginning. Like, she could not sit with other people at first. And I'm just, like, I felt I felt violent vibes in that room, like, from the get-go. Like, everyone was ready to just throw any punch possible. It's, like, so weird because, like, I think in a lot of seasons, like, there have obviously been, like, fights between people. But this cast seem in particular seems very divided. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, wonder, like, what that is. Like, I don't know if it's the people or if it's the lead or yeah. it's just, like, a really interesting – like, I think it many things could be true, but yeah. I just 
I can't figure out, like, really what (laughs) was going on. Because it seems like at least, like, five or six of them are just, like, we tried to unionize and the rest of you are shit, you know? Literally. And then, like, I feel like Gabby is one of the biggest shit stirs of them all. And I I love her for that. But, like, she's not even there. So I'm, like, imagine had Gabby actually been at this woman tell all. It would have been on a whole nother level. Truly, yeah. like, Sierra was like, don't worry, I'll take your place. And she did. She did the work. She earned her spot in Paradise. If she's not there, I'm I'm going to pull the same shit she did during this tell-all. That was amazing. She was That amazing. was good TV. Yeah, Andrew texted the group chat, and he was like, <laughs> he's like, the only redeemable thing about this season is one word, that word, Sierra. And Sierra. I was like, yeah, Andrew, you get it. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, so we kind of, just to, uh, actually, I'm just gonna say ahead of time, we're gonna recap Mm -hmm. next week with Sophie, so we're Mm -hmm. gonna, like, maybe pause on, like, walking through like we normally would on this episode, um, it's gonna be, like, an unpaid emotional labor slash date card pod last Mm -hmm. couple weeks review, um, or recap, um, but like, basically to, like, outline how the episode looked, it was, like, Jesse comes in for some reason, again, because he didn't do anything. Um, Claire was right the whole time. Nobody's mad at her. They were all, like, yeah, you recognize very early on that he wasn't shit. But they're still mad at her for that for some reason, for knowing ahead of time, which is really weird. Cassidy talks. It's she a projection like, because they didn't figure it out. <laughs> right. Later. I mean, I would be mad too. But <laughs> um, Cassidy has like, I don't know. I thought she did fine. Like she had yeah. like a. She was just like, yeah, I like had good dick at home. I wasn't gonna give it up unless I was guaranteed to get you know engaged. And I'm not engaged now, so like I didn't give up anything that I didn't yeah. want to give up, and it was fine. Um, and also, like, she did say something where she was like, I didn't say a negative word about anybody except for, like, game on bitches. And then people were like, well, you said this shit about me. And she was like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But, like, generally speaking, like, as a villain, not the worst villain we've ever had as far as, like, having to own up to things. No. And it might be because she coached someone to be even worse than her. And that but... was my favorite part. It was, like, one of the women's like, well, yeah, okay, you know what? Fine. I'm, un- I'm done with you, Cassidy. She's like, but you know what your real fucking problem was? Is that you made Shanae a You created her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, okay, you're not wrong either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have this, like, whole thing with Shanae. And Shanae also goes up with Genevieve at some point. Um, but basically, Shanae's segment starts off with her, like, walking up. And everyone just, like, it felt like, um, you know, that, like, Disney movie, Hunchback of Notre Dame, where, like, people are, like, throwing tomatoes and, like, old vegetables and shit. And, like, no one's stopping it. And it feels yeah. like it should be someone's job, like the town leader's job, to like Jesse stop Palmer. this from happening. Yeah, Jesse Palmer's like super just being like, yes, allow this woman to be berated. And like, I mean, like, it's hard. I mean, it sounds yeah, yeah, shitty yeah. to say. She kind of deserves no, what she's been, getting. And I think I, we're going to probably talk about it a lot with Sophie, but I do want to briefly like check in with you because I found the Shanae of it all so fascinating because these women, I know we just talked about how much we loved them just like roasting every single person in their vicinity. But at some point I was like, 
now I'm almost on Sinead's side. And it yeah. was so fascinating how quickly it, like, can turn like that. But then also I was like, no, I'm not, like, on her side by any means. But what I did appreciate and respect was how she didn't let a single fucking thing bother her. She didn't even and then also it was kind of like this is genius on her part they kept on asking her pretty valid questions because then it would go back to them being pretty right they'd be like okay well here's like the three ways in which you did lie and did something wrong and then she was just like well you guys all lied <laughs> like she would never like she never yeah. said a single thing as to like what she did she every time i think put it back on them and i was like that's just impressive it's not healthy <laughs> yeah no i like i don't think she was like right by any means but she definitely like had coaching before she went in here because like first of all i would have cried my ass off the second someone even like like some the the whole segment starts off with someone being like kate who again i have no idea who she is she's just like you're a sinister diabolical bitch and then like Lindsay is like being around you is a lose lose like situation and i'm just like and then someone adds, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it was uh, Lindsay. She said, from the bottom of my heart, fuck you, Shanae. And I'm just like, that had the same energy as Chad saying, fuck you, Chris Harrison, in Paradise years ago. And, like, I would fucking lose my mind. I would die. I would apologize immediately, even if I was right. And, like, mm-hmm. I just, like, it got to a point where I felt uncomfortable with, like, just all of the... Maybe it's I just like yelling very much. And so like just people being like, oh, cry, you stupid bitch or like whatever, you know, like fake tears, you like ugly whore or whatever they were saying. Like, I guarantee that was said at some point during the night and they just had to be like, "Okay, can we redo this again and just berate her in a way that's more acceptable for TV for ABC? But um, like at one point. She, like, walks up to the stage and Genevieve says, like, are you wearing a diaper? And I laughed really hard. Like, it was not okay <laughs> to say, but I did laugh very hard. Also, I have a diaper butt. So, like, I feel comfortable laughing at it because my butt is, like, so flat. But, like, any pants I buy give me that little bubble. It <laughs> 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 makes it look like I'm, like, patting my own ass. But, um, yeah, they're, like, literally, like, taunting her. And I don't, like... I think that it's, I don't know. I guess I think it's fine, but it made me uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, it like never, it's never, it's never fun. And then we get to the probably the extra funny part about this, this episode is the did Clayton cry of it all? Yeah, yeah. Crygate, crygate. I mean, Sarah is basically like watching back her footage is on the verge of tears again, and like generally speaking, like apologetic of what went down. I believe her. I mean, she was like, yeah. my intent was not to purposefully hurt anyone. But, like, she also can't answer the question. Like, why did, like, Sarah say that Clayton cried? Yeah. When, according to him, it never happened. And they're like, we're going to ask him about it. So you might as well tell us now. And then I'm just like, listen, sisters, friends, have you ever heard of good storytelling? Like, this man, like, who wants to hear about a boring-ass date with this man whose two emotions are confused and horny or yelling at people who don't deserve to be spoken to that way. So she made up a whole third, like, emotion for him. Like, that's good storytelling. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. Like, I love ugh. it. Like, she was doing him a favor. She's just like, yes. you are really bad at communicating, and I'm making it look like you actually have, like, a sensitive <laughs> Yeah. Just yes. fucking good, good. But I can also see, like, how, like fibbing about that made everyone else feel weird because he only has two emotions with the rest of them which is confused and horny or yelling at you 
So That's a good point. They're like, we call fucking the spade a spade because we know this for a fact. He doesn't have this. <laughs> he, doesn't he doesn't have this portion of his personality chart filled out yet. So we know for a fact you're lying. Oh, that's so funny. And so we find out she was, in fact, lying, I guess. Um, and I loved Clayton being like, you know, I mean, you all have seen me cry. Like, I, I, <laughs> Right? Right? I you guys saw me cry? I could, I, could, I could cry right now. Um, <laughs> I didn't fucking cry. I know. And he, he does this thing where he's like, don't get me wrong, like, men can cry. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be this, like, moment where the audience was supposed to be like, yeah, and clapping. Yes, <laughs> yes King. And, like, two people went, like, woo. <laughs> and it was really embarrassing <laughs> to witness, to watch again. I was just like, wow. <laughs> Literally, as you said before we hit record, like, Clayton is having the worst. <laughs> He's having the worst week of his life. Like, can you imagine, like, having to watch Women Tell All followed by the episode that we're about to talk about? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Oh, boy. He um, also talks to Teddy and Serene. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy's, like, shining star moment, I think, was, like, she talks about, number one, like, feeling unworthy of love and how that kind of manifested in her journey on The Bachelor again. Mm-hmm. And then, like, her, the reason why she was a virgin wasn't necessarily tied to, like, the typical reason we see on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. um, which is tied to, like, the social construct of virginity and morality and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And she was like, I think it's okay if someone wants to wait until marriage. And I also think it's okay if someone wants to have sex every weekend. And I'm like, sex every weekend? No. <laughs> Could not be me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's exhausting. Good luck to the Truly. rest of you. Um, and then she also talked about, like, one of his brothers reaching out to her via DM. And, like, Clayton tweeted at her, not in a way that was, like... Well, he clarified it wasn't in a way that was like, I don't believe you, but he's like, both of my brothers are denying this and I want to know which one it was. And then like one of his brothers retweeted it and said like, yeah, sure, like spill the beans because I think it wasn't him. So like he was like the implicating other the other brother. But I just want to know what the DM said, like I know. very badly. Oh, now release. The, I'm seeing that release the DM study. Okay, <laughs> we have to see. Oh, boy. That sucks. That's sassy. I left this segment wishing Teddy would be the next Bachelorette. Like, I love this woman. And I I got on my, like, this is feminism again, right? Like, is this feminism that we can have a virgin Bachelorette? (laughs) I know the show would never, because I think as much as they like to exploit virgins, um, they also just, like, I think they also really like to use women as sex objects and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that they just have never, I mean, we had, we've had plenty that were, like, good candidates, the Becca Tilly of it all. Like, she's amazing. Mm. You know, they could have, I mean, I don't think Ashley would have, well, if Ashley's season would have been an interesting season, but um, they've had plenty of <laughs> virgin, you know, women that they could have made leads before. And so, yeah, I kind of was like maybe thinking about this, but then I think I heard a rumor that she might be dating Andrew Spencer from Katie's season, which is like super great and sexy. So I don't know who Andrew Spencer is. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, he made it to the, um, towards the end. Um, is he the dad? No. Um, he's the hot oh, football oh, Clay, Clay's yes. brother, cousin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be super into that. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. That would mm-hmm. be very cute. Yeah. Um, you I know don't get super, like. Oh, go ahead. I'm not gonna. I I just don't want to. I don't want any more young people. No, I know. Yeah, is I that know. so sad? Like, I mean, like, I think she'd be great. I just like. You're 24. Like, please mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. No, no. And, and I know a virgin bachelorette would be very, it would be a lot, you know, for our mm-hmm. little pea brains to, yeah. <laughs> to process. 
<laughs> but um, because it was, or, you know, the show's not ready for that. But I was kind of like, but she's so great. And so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get Serene. Um, it was beautiful. I mean, she's fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's too good for him. She's too good for him. And, like, also the segment was, I feel like, incredibly short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, like, kind of speaks to her plot line on the season as well like mm-hmm. just it reminded me a little bit of almost justin a little bit mm-hmm. from katie's season where like mm-hmm. she was like you know top four or top three or whatever mm-hmm. and like we just like didn't really feel like we knew them super mm-hmm. super well mm-hmm. um but yeah. i think she's lovely and i mm-hmm. wish her the best totally yeah. um so then we the, the women um before we get to the you know fantasy suites the women tried to kill Clayton, officially. Um, and I think it was really close to working. Mm-hmm. Really close. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clayton basically comes on and he's, ha- again, he's having the worst week of his life. Um, he's like, the hardest part's been watching it. It's one thing to go through it and feel that you gave it your best. It's another thing to go back and analyze it all and realize that, that I was far from perfect and I made a lot of mistakes. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh my god, yes, you did and you're about to make some more. <laughs> so... Sierra, of course, like, Sierra made this show. Like, this mm-hmm. was a good episode because of her. She was, like, asking why he chose to believe Shanae over all of the other women who kept telling him that she was toxic. And he, like, it's a fair question. I was waiting for, like, tangible evidence. And I'm, like, that is the worst answer I've ever heard in my life. And she was, like, what could be more tangible than the entire house? Um <laughs> And then, like, basically, like, Lindsay talks and she was like, I wish you'd just been more forthcoming about, like, wanting to fuck Shanae. Like, <laughs> he's basically like, yeah, we had a connection. I was basing the decisions off of the connection I felt. And I'm just like, yeah, replace the word connection with boner. And, like, this all makes a lot of sense. Literally. Um, and then she or Sierra was like, I, oh, it was Sierra, I think. She's like, I tried to help you. I literally tried and it's like I think you're confusing love and lust. Like they keep calling out this horny man so much, and I want you all to remember this when we get into the weeds yes. with the fantasy suites. Okay, yes. fucking remember. <laughs> Everyone knows he is a slut and yeah. he's horny, and so they're calling him out left and right for that. And he has nothing to fucking say for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> and like. like- even, like, he's, like, saying, like, oh, I knew Shanae was, like, a bad apple when she threw the trophy. And everyone starts yelling at him. And he, they were just, like, you kept her. You, like, sent all of us home, like, after she set, after she threw the trophy. Yeah. And it looks just, like, he, like, literally can't even. Just in hindsight, everything he did was not very good. Like. I don't want to, like, beat up on the guy. I guess, I guess I don't care. I do this with everyone. But, like, <laughs> it was just, like, it also was, like, kind of, like, weird that – I think we talked about this in a, a few podcast episodes ago the week that Sarah went home where I was, like, oh, he just wasn't as horny for Sarah, so he sent her home immediately. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. a lesson learned. It was, like, I'm not into you. And mm-hmm. everyone else is, like, you know – lined up around the corner like mm-hmm. saying that they don't like you very much and like that you're making things difficult and i think that like weird pattern of like anger kind of continues and like festers a little bit like after it's like it started with sarah and then it kind of just like or i guess mm-hmm. it started with shanae and then festered mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. 
it affected Sarah and it's now affecting <laughs> Susie, which Susie. when we get to the next episode, yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about. Yeah, I think. Oh, my God. So true. He just he has trouble processing his emotions mm-hmm. with conflict with women. That's all I'm saying. That doesn't make him a monster because um, fun fact, most people do. Um, <laughs> it's weird, though, like when when he is talking about what fucked him up, like mentally, he blames it on Sarah. Yeah. He says, like, what came across to me was that you were playing this game for your benefit to get them all to leave. And he's like, you, like, fucked with my head so much that it left me in a really bad spot mentally for the rest of his, like, journey. And I'm just like, hello? Like, what What was the last segment just about? Like, Uh, like hello? You just blame this? And she's like, no, I wish you just would have respected me enough to have our relationship and, like, more about, like, what our relationship is and less about what the other people in the house were saying, the external things. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's more that he was just not interested in it anymore, which is fine and valid. You yeah. don't need to blame her for. No, and like her her exit made me really uncomfortable. Like the mm-hmm. the longer that I sit with it, because he was like, uh, I think you're like I think you're a fake bitch, and like mm-hmm. here's why. And it's just like mm-hmm. you can just there. I feel like there's just like a better way to go about doing mm-hmm. that. Like I don't mm-hmm. think anything that she said or did was like bad enough to warrant the exit that he gave her especially when like shanae kind of got a bit of a it was not the same you know and like shanae had done far worse things so i'm just like what's and if we're gonna pretend that he's not being manipulated by producers into keeping shanae and we're gonna say that he just like read shanae as somebody he wanted to trust and read sarah as not then that leads to me to think he's not very good at reading women, you know? So fuck fuck anyone who's saying, well, he noticed that Susie wanted to be the bachelor. I don't trust his... his no, his judgment his opinion, sucks. His judgment to, like, pick that up, so... Eh, he's know, literally like that DW meme, like, this, this red flag can't stop me because I can't read, Literally. you know? Like, he can't tell. So, yeah, Ugh. I don't like any of that. So anyway... Good times. Um, that was the women tell all. I'm excited to talk to Sophie about it next week because we'll yes. probably also yell a little bit more about some of these women, or we'll just talk shit on Clayton because you mm-hmm. know how that is going to be. And I'm excited because yeah. we still have two more fucking episodes. To yeah. Get <laughs> so hard. Oh my god. Our lives. Our lives. <laughs> okay, but you know we- you're like week nine part two. Part two. We can get through it. We can do it. So, can you believe it? We're in Iceland. Isn't that the stupidest thing he's ever said? I can't believe we're in Iceland. Cool. Cool, Clayton. (laughs) Just brooding in Iceland, and he's like, can I be in love with three people at once without any consequences? No. I mean, like, yes, you can, but no, you specifically cannot. Um... (laughs) so i i feel like i'm like confused about like my timelines with everything because i felt Mm. like he said he was either in love or falling in love with one person last week and i thought Mm. it was Susie, Mm -hmm. but he hadn't told her yet Mm -hmm. and then he like later on down the line we feel we learn he's like falling in love with gabby and rachel or in love with gabby Mm -hmm. and rachel I'm going to admit fully, I don't know which ones he says all the mm-hmm. things to, but mm-hmm. yeah. I thought at this point in the line that he was 
like producers know we know that he is in love with Susie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm wrong, that's just where I'm, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the point where I start getting wrong, I guess. Well you, well, you know, and here's the thing too, like the previews for the last, you know, a hundred weeks have all all been cut so weird for these ending episodes, which is totally mm-hmm. fine and natural, and I, n- I don't expect anything less. But the scene where he's standing in the long, big blue jacket outside next to his car and it's in daytime and he's saying, I am falling in love and it feels great, which is the second time he yells, I'm falling in love this episode. But mm-hmm. so the second time he does that in the blue coat, every week that preview has been followed with a cut back to Susie standing above him. Yeah. N- not above him, but near him being just like, mm. Yeah. That was to Gabby. That wasn't that was to Susie. Gabby. And so the thing is, like, I think the audience, all of us have been thinking, oh, he has said he loves you to Susie, you know. Mm. But he didn't, you know, until the faded dinner time. So I just found that was interesting because they definitely made this narrative, like, you know, like that was Susie that he was screaming that to. Right. And they wasn't. know that I haven't been paying attention to any right. episode this exactly. whole season. So, like, maybe, <laughs> so. maybe I've made something up in my head. I think but that's, you like, would, that's what they wanted you to. <laughs> you ugly bitches. Uh, how could you do that? Um, as usual, our episode starts with, like, really violent imagery of three women having to share a space together whose mental health would be infinitely better if they did not have to share this space together. This, I, I mean, like, this is one of the worst things that bachelor producers have ever done and one that makes me really excited as a bad person so hey you know we're like so so, like we kind of see like the living room and they're all sitting together in like complete silence Susie's like um it's weird but I'm happy to see y'all and she's lying and that's amazing Gabby says, like, the prospect of being in the final three is giving her, like, a panic attack. And then, you know, Susie's like, welcome to the panic attack room. We're all having one. And I'm just like, that's cute. They're they're starting a podcast together. Isn't that great? It's so cute. I love this for them. It's so cute. Um, Rachel has the first date. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, like, I'm trying – I'm going through, like, the mental math of, like – I feel like we talk about this every season. Like, would you want to go first, second, or third? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have to go first. Like, yeah. the, that's where yeah. I'm at this season. I would, I, yeah. I need to get it over with. I need to rip the Band-Aid off. And then yeah. I need to um, have my two cocktails per hour and sleep for the rest of the week. <laughs> that's no, truly, where I'm at. I do think first is the best. I think first seems bad only in the sense that uh, you're not like the last they're with so maybe it's mm-hmm. like you know there's better connections after you or even just like you know what's quicker on your mind or like you know most recent on your mind is what you're thinking of but then i'm like god that's horrible that i'm even thinking that way <laughs> that mm-hmm. i have to think oh i hope my partner still remembers me from earlier in the week honestly though does he, uh, he i feel like he has <laughs> Really short-term memory <laughs> about everything. <laughs> but, um, so Rachel's, like, first out the door, um, and, you know, everyone else is kind of contemplating what that means, and, like, I think Susie says this, it's like, if tonight goes well for Rachel, obviously they would be sharing intimate time together, which would be a really tough pill to swallow, 
And this is when we see, like, how the episode is going to go. Like, this mm-hmm. is the person who's going to spiral, for lack of a better word. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it comes up anyway later. But um, <laughs> that's what she says when she's spiraling on a spiral <laughs> stage staircase. Um, um, yeah, but she's that. that is the theme now. We now know what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, this, yeah, this is definitely Susie. It's like, I can see myself getting engaged to this man. I can see myself having a family with him. But I'm hoping that he takes, like, physical in- intimacy as seriously as I do. If I find out that he's falling in love with other women or that he has become physically intimate with another woman, that would be devastating. And, like, mm-hmm. ha-ha, I love a foreshadowing event. Um, so let's talk about what happens with Rachel. Well, that's Rachel. So Rachel, according to Clayton, um, he and her have the strongest physical connection to him. And it's time that he lets his walls down. I'm like, I'm maybe I don't want you to do that, to be honest. Because um, I think what I see later is not fun. Um, <laughs> Build that wall, if you will. This is the so, appropriate time. Yeah. Rather than like sitting down and sharing feelings in like a beautiful scenic area of Iceland, they travel down uh, an actual volcano. Um, <laughs> which just like really... Jenna, have you ever seen that movie, Dante's Peak? Yeah. Like, there is a part in that movie. So I was, like, kind of, like, raised by my grandma. And there is a part in Dante's Peak where they, like, have to go through, like, a canoe. Something happens with one of their oars or something. And she, like, grandma gets in the water and has to, like, drag the boat basically across the lake with these, like, kids in it. And she obviously, like, because there's, like, lava in the water, she's, like, what I remember is that she was, like, boiled and she died. And I, like, it's one of those things, like, where when you accidentally, like, see something that you're not supposed to see as a kid. Yeah. And then you remember it for the rest of your life. That's where I'm at. So them going into a dormant volcano, I was just like, nope, no, 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 no. It's, like, those, like... Almost like, oh, what is that movie called? Final Destination. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's what I was thinking in my head. Yeah. It's like, I don't need to see this type of no. scenario. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you? No, Especially why? as a child. Oh, you're like, grandma, this is going to get boiled alive. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they're going to go down into this volcano, which was really upsetting and they have this hilarious conversation at the bottom of it where this loud dripping sound is happening um their microphones are scratchy against their big puffy jackets it's like the worst date i've ever seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) claritin 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 remover is um not opening up at all and it makes rachel feel a certain way um she's like i've done nothing but be vulnerable with this man the entire time i've done nothing but whisper and touch the back of his neck um (laughs) and i just need him to give back a little bit well ma'am he will um we go back to the hell hotel and (laughs) Susie and gabby are sitting there whispering um (laughs) and her totally fully grown adult voice like I want Clayton to to be able to explore everything. I really do. Like, truly getting to know us inside and out just to see what it feels like. (laughs) And, like, literally, like, 
Susie is just like, could I talk to anybody else in the world in this moment? <laughs> Aside from Gabby. Like, I honestly think Gabby feels that though. Like, I, I think know, yeah. that she like believes that like a hundred percent, but just like, girl, don't talk to Susie about it. Like, that's, that's awful. Um, Susie's like, I don't feel the same way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, though, for me. Um, <laughs> Susie is like wearing this like gray, like, mock neck turtleneck thing it's like a grayish purple Mm -hmm. and she's holding a glass of red wine and she just like shakes her head no in the moment and she was like yeah i don't know if i feel the same way and (laughs) so they go to dinner rachel confesses to clayton she thought he might send her home at the last rose ceremony um and Let's see. He says, I don't feel like I was able to be, like, 100% transparent when I was with your family, and I wish I had told you earlier. Um, I was kind of holding on to it, so I'll just Mm. come out and say, Mm. like, I'm falling in love with you. I've been feeling this way for probably a couple weeks, maybe more. Thank you for being patient with me. And, like, of course, we're going to Fantasy Suites. Um, I fucking hate this man because he tried to do a fucking little tricky trick, you know? I feel like I should have told you this earlier, but, um, you know. Oh, and then I'm falling in love with you, whatever. I, oh I've been God, feeling this so... for, like, a really long time, and, like, a really long time is, like, two weeks, so, like, 50% of their time together. And also, like, note this, this is the first of three I love you speeches. All three of them very planned. All three of them very similar. Um, not spur of the moment type Ben Higgins bullshit where you're just like, you know what? I think I love you. Like, I can't yeah. hold it in anymore. It's like, no, he had a speech planned where <laughs> he was making a joke even. <laughs> right. I, I mean this, like, very lovingly because I don't have anything against Ben Higgins. But when Ben Higgins did it, it was like, oh, sweet dumbass. Like, yes, with Clayton, it, it felt very, like... He could have held it in mm-hmm. for longer, and he could have yep. waited to figure it out. It was not like a – it just – it really did feel, like, almost calculated and planned a little bit, um, but he just planned the same speech for three people and just didn't – he didn't plagiarize well enough. Like, you got to change, like, the sentence structure a little, you know? Oh, and, <laughs> like – Dude, I, I, I used to write for a living. I know how to plagiarize, right? You got to change enough of it to make it work. Come on now. Um, so they, they bone down. Lots of course. Of, lots of boning. Um, and uh, the next morning they're laying and they're cuddling and they have their little, like, oh, I can't believe it's the morning time. My roommate was roasting him so hard, too, because he just, like, the women will say something like, oh, this has been such a nice morning. I'm really happy to wake up next to you. And he'll be like, yeah, like, you know, waking up. Yeah, like, I can't believe we're waking up, like, next to each other. Like, he's not, he's, like, not adding anything to it. He's just like, yeah, it's the morning and we're, like, here together. It's like. I feel like Clayton's, like, one of those babies that doesn't know object permanence yet. And he's like, oh, my God, I woke up next to you. I thought you were gone. Shit. Hell yeah. Um, and then we get the first, um, hey. Oh, this is pretty, yeah. Rachel goes, hey, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Or like, I'm going to miss you or something. And she's like one of the, his like yelly things while he's wearing like sweatpants to go back home. Uh, like, wait, 
the fantasy suites are like one after one after one, right? They're no, like three I've days in a row. I've confirmed that they get a day in between. Now the audience is led to believe that it's back to back to back. Okay. Truly because she comes in wearing the same outfit. Yes. Back to the thing. So we so we see like them come back, the mm-hmm. the group reacting to them, mm-hmm. and we're led to believe that there would be another date right after that. So the next yeah. person is getting ready to go, but yeah. really there's like a day in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think That's they just good. make them film it as if the girl then Gabby goes, okay, yeah. I guess it's my turn. And she gets up, but she doesn't really go to the date. Like she just walks right. out the room. <laughs> okay. That makes a ton of sense because I was just like, uh, by yeah. date three, if I were the bachelor, I'd be like, go, we're going the fuck to sleep. And if <laughs> you snore, if you like cuddle too hard, if your body heat is too warm, if you're like, if you wake up earlier than me, I'm sending you home and there's, like, no room for debate here. I don't care how much I loved you in the first place. Actually, I was, like, hoping it was day after day after day because that would explain his grumpy, disgusting-ass behavior later. But, you know, now I can't even try to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Not that I would anyway. You know me. Um, yeah, so yeah. Rachel goes back to the women's suite. She's like, I know this is really awkward. I respect you guys so much. I think it's just going to be a really shitty week for everybody here. And then... Which is awesome because Gabby is not that way when she comes back. <laughs> Gabby is just like, yeah, I fucked. I feel like Gabby messed her hair up on purpose. So it was awesome. Absolutely. So Gabby is next to get our bone time with our bachelor um and it's dune buggy time yes do you remember like that date from matt's i think it was Mm -hmm. matt's season Mm -hmm. they were like doing like some sort of like weird like driving thing i don't it wasn't dune buggies i feel like it was like go-karts or like race it was something yeah fast they were like in a muddy area and i think it was a Brie. Yes. And he yes, almost it killed her because he flipped the fucking yeah he flipped the thing and i was like why were you trying to kill the best contestant on your season and like i'm pretty sure clayton was trying to kill gabby because he hit every single bump and if that were me my tits would be absolutely like ripped off at that point like unless i was wearing like 25 sports bras my boobs would be like flying off (laughs) (laughs) he was so violent because he puts her helmet on and hits her helmet like five times i wear helmets when i scooter when somebody does that to you, that fucking hurts. Listen, he's like tapping it. It hurts. He's an ex-football player, and he's like, if you can't handle me at my best, you can't handle me at my... Or if you can't... Yeah, exactly. Something Marilyn Monroe said, you know, whatever that <laughs> quote is. I can't handle him either way. I can't um, handle him, period. Uh, so then they go to this cafe, and he wears this um, sweater that we love. And the sweater, they, TM, TM, TM. And then um, he, they sit in this empty, well, there's like a couple people in the cafe. I found that very interesting. They're also probably just producers having coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like on their mandatory break, just like oh, you God. guys get to pretend that COVID doesn't exist and this is a crowded cafe. <laughs> oh, your notes say he looks from the guy, like the guy from Umbrella Academy. And somebody DM'd me saying that too. I don't, I haven't yes. seen the show, but I, I saw the photo and I was like, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I feel like I sent it to you at the beginning of the season and I keep forgetting. And then like when he was wearing that chunky sweater, though, it really just mm-hmm. really emphasized what my mom was talking about, that his neck and his head are the same size. Mm-hmm. So like when you put extra width around the neck, it's like that head too small, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Mm, I don't 
don't know how he's doing it. Um, so Gabby shows um, off the fact that she's pretty cool and chill, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, I know I could end up heartbroken, but I trust you if I do up, end up at the end. I don't want it to be because you didn't explore your options. I want it to be because you did and you chose me. There's always one who says mm-hmm. this. And it's what I think I would like to say in this moment. But I can't guarantee that I would be this way. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote in my notes that she's like the only one with common sense. And I know fully that I would be the person that did not have common sense in this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, she's just hoping that they will, and again, she's also narrating that she hopes that Clayton will open up during their nighttime portion because he's also not really doing that still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, was, is this where he says he lives, he loves her too? Yeah, he goes into the, they're going into the nighttime portion of the date, and he, he kind of just comes right out with it, to be honest. He's like, I realize that, you know, I'm falling in love with you. I am. I really am, which is super convincing. I really am. Um, and then they go make out and doink in a geodesic dome, and Susie is on a spiral staircase, literally just like, spiraling yellow wallpapering like whatever you, whatever metaphor works um I'm in the glass case of emotion <laughs> she's like i'm just spiraling emotionally thinking through the worst case scenario whether it's clayton falling in love or him being physically intimate with gabby i just hope that like clayton's on the same page and listeners he is not <laughs> Um, so Clayton brings Gabby some breakfast in bed the next morning and it's giving me like, oh my God, she's the woman of my dreams because she likes pizza and tacos energy. Mm. Cause Gabby's like, where's yours? You know, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I love a girl who likes to eat, you know, like just, that's not a reason to fall in love with everybody eats. Literally. Come on. Like, wow. She's a, she's a cool girl. <laughs> you know she's what? She's a guy's girl. Yeah. Like Saturdays are typically for the boys, but like, I wouldn't mind if she cooked for us, you know, like yeah. then she could eat with us, but then like, maybe she'll go to her room afterwards, but yeah. But, like, she's so cool, though. She could definitely cook for us and then she's eat with so us. She's so cool. She'd, like, cook and clean it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how cool she is. Yeah. Guys so night. Cool. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, <laughs> yeah. This is the point we've seen in the entire season where – I almost said Colton again. I caught myself, <laughs> though. Clayton is wearing that big blue coat – and he's screaming, um, like, I don't know, like, I love you too, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it feels so good. And it's like, can we talk about how this man can only express his emotions if he has his voice elevated? Ooh. Oh, we cannot talk about that. That makes Red me flags. sick. Red wow, flags. that's true, um, though. But a, a joke, though, I wanted to bring up was not really a joke, but on Twitter... One of my favorite things is when people do have funny Twitter names. I'm not funny enough to make my Twitter name funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yours is famously sad, drunk white girl. 
sad white girl and then yeah. drunk feminist on the other. <laughs> so I couldn't make them match. So I think it's like a <laughs> an accurate picture of my personality. Perfect. But I love Bachelor Twitter where they will have like their handle be something from the show. And there's one that's going around. It's uh, Clayton's big blue jo- coat. It's just the name <laughs> of the account. <laughs> I love shit like that. I love it because like... It's so niche and, like, will only be remembered really for a little while until you look at it again and you're like, huh, I wonder what this name is about. And then you look (laughs) it up and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like that stupid (laughs) meme. Um, So Gabby, like, of course, pulls a Danica, does not brush her hair. Like, I do this at work all the time where I'll, like, wake up and, like, whatever shirt I wore the night before, like, I try to change my shirt at night Mm. and then, like, I'll wake up and wear, like that outfit to work the next day unless I have like an interview or something and so like she like basically pulls a Danica and like doesn't put a hat on and she just she's absolutely been fucked you know like railed like you can't get like the like poof like that unless you purposefully try to do it and I don't think she had a comb to be able to do like that poof you know and So there was, like, she's, like, kind of talking about the date or whatever, and there's, like, this awkward silence, and then Susie's, like, you got bedhead, and then they, (laughs) I don't even remember if they laugh, like, I feel like they laughed because I laughed, but I don't know if they actually did. (laughs) So I I will leave that up to everyone to just remember however they want to remember it. (laughs) But it made me laugh, so... It's pretty iconic. And, you know, you gotta give it to Gabby. <laughs> just truly being authentically petty in a way that was just really beautiful to watch. Um, I think, like, Gabby, like, her voice makes sense when she has bad head. <laughs> Any other time, it's very unsettling. Any other time, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I, like, I'm just unsure. Like, again, like, like we said last week, and like that tweet said, it was like, this can't be her adult voice right like this isn't her grown-up voice but like when she has bedhead though i'm like yeah that's her voice Mm -hmm. that makes sense that tracks Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. right like i imagine sex with her was pretty fun to be honest yeah yeah or it was four minutes long and just great like mine usually is oh okay i was like okay yeah okay who has time (laughs) Every weekend, Danica. No. (laughs) Next topic. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's get into the bitch that brought ya, which is the discourse around Susie and Clayton. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready to have this because I still have like lots of like feeling no certainly and i've really been kind of going on a journey myself even (laughs) like i i've read all the posts that are like rational responses but i Mm -hmm. still feel like irrational response like i watched it again today and i definitely feel different than i felt when i first saw it my first Mm -hmm. response was fuck you clayton um Mm -hmm. and then i definitely feel different now but i still just like cannot get behind like the way that he talked to her so like i'm gonna try to like 
center myself and like be rational in these discussions because like I think I think I know like where I land but just like articulating the way that I feel is like really weird and difficult so yeah I'm doing my best here and I'll probably feel different in a week so like yes Yes. forgive me if I say something off kilter Mm -hmm. and Um, I I, I already even went through some of that journey myself this week because I I I had an emotional response watching it Tuesday night um I still have a little bit of emotional response to it but like you know that night I started kind of getting on my like I, you know I mentioned the word gaslighting and then um a couple of people commented and they were like okay let's have we can be mad but like let's like and I was like you're you know what you're fucking absolutely right yeah I deleted it because I was like no I was just being I was that was actually literally I was drunk and <laughs> <laughs> I think like not thinking too clearly but the next morning as everyone saw I still made like a hundred stories where in which I still very adamantly argue that what he, how he reacted was not great um but that's that's not what happened though and so I was like right. I was embarrassed that I even used that word I was, I was like oh, oh yeah that's not, that's, come on <laughs> yeah I mean like it's one of those like moments where like language is important like mm-hmm. let's try mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm we we can tell him that he maybe like reacted poorly or like he was doing things that were not appropriate and not mm-hmm. okay and he wasn't treating her well and he wasn't being his kindest self and he wasn't being understanding but mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean like processing the whole thing is just like a little weird because i mean we've seen this kind of thing before mhm Several times, probably. Like, we can think of a couple of situations, right? Like, Maddie kind of did this with Peter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. Luke did it with Hannah. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely, like, different... I, I don't even remember, like, how we felt when we were watching those things live. I know we felt very visceral feelings with mm-hmm. Luke. But Luke mm-hmm. was, like, an obvious, like... Mm-hmm. He was a shitty person, and he mm-hmm. was not... Mm-hmm. doing things right mm-hmm. and I, I don't remember how we felt with maddie do you remember how we felt with maddie like maybe think, she should have told him earlier yeah was our, like response yeah. yeah it was i think we landed on that but i think we also we were we didn't like peter a ton <laughs> either yeah um but you know we don't like clayton either so. no but but reflecting a little bit on it i just re- i'm getting the memory of peter being really sad mm-hmm. and being sad about it you know like he was he was a pro i mean appropriately sad he really liked maddie and she told him after he had already had the sex you know yeah Um, had the sex is really funny i'm sorry (laughs) and so you know he was pretty sad because i think what he had realized well and he was struggling with it of course but they were both coming to that conclusion that they weren't compatible you know yeah and so he was really sad about it for sure um and i think that uh, affected his future decisions um but like he didn't yeah, you know, he didn't raise his voice. He didn't get cold. He didn't get um, try to like shift blame. He didn't, you know, uh, yeah, get really just kind of like it's. I don't know what the right word is. Like, you know, he was just kind of like it's just blame shifting. I guess really just yeah, just like changing it and everything. And I think that was the response. You know, um, so I think we kind of landed on we. We were just like, Maddie probably should have said something more before. But she even kind of did. So then that goes into credence. Of course, with Susie not doing that. 
Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. Because I think that's what you and I fully just fully agree is that two things are can be true at once. And I think actually yeah. this is almost like a four things can be true at once. It's like a thousand things mm-hmm. happen and can be true. Like one thing I was talking with Andrew about was just like he and I had like a – I mean like we're, we're a couple. We live mm-hmm. together. We live with my mom. There's like lots of dynamics going on. And like mm-hmm. we had like the pettiest fight I think ever where we were just both being our worst selves in that moment. Like mm-hmm. – um. I don't know if you're, like, familiar with, like, Enneagrams or whatever. but no, not really. But yeah. um, so, like, when I – so, like, I have an Enneagram where, like, when I'm my best self, I'm this. And when I'm my worst self or when I'm feeling depleted or, mm-hmm. or whatever, I'm this. And so, like, when I'm feeling depleted or whatever, I get, like, either, like, really insecure about, mm-hmm. like, things that I, like – I should not be feeling insecure about or I get like almost like controlling or just Mm -hmm. like why aren't you doing it the way that I want you to do it Mm -hmm. kind of and like when I'm my best when I'm my best self and feeling like confident and like sure of where I am like the conversations are totally different so Mm -hmm. it depends on like what state of like mind that I'm in Mm -hmm. and I like I mean Enneagrams are one of those things where like I don't know if I like fully believe in it it, mm-hmm. it feels like astrology to me where it's like oh, it could be true but like it I, helps I don't you kind I don't of place, see yourself you know yeah and- I don't place like all my weight in that mm-hmm. um but like yeah I think both of us were just like in a place where we weren't being our best selves we weren't communicating well and like we said things to each other that like we ultimately like regretted saying you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like I would like hate for any of those moments to be on tv Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. like dissected and just Mm -hmm. like i think it's like and i'm not saying this as a means of you know defending him or her but i think when you're in a place of like insecurity where you're trying to figure out what's going on and like when you're just not feeling like your best self you make Mm -hmm. choices that are just not good and you don't always communicate well and they're still getting to know each other so they don't even know like what healthy communication might look like for them like mm-hmm. they've spent what like probably like 30 hours together or something yeah. like total yeah. so it's like i i um <laughs> the whole thing sucks and i'm not going to treat them with kindness when i keep talking but like in the back of my head i'm thinking yeah you know I'm, like i'm glad you said those things i think that's so good to keep with us <laughs> While I just shatter and eviscerate these people in the meantime, no, I mean like I they're they're humans and yeah, exactly. Uh, this shit happens and it probably sucks that it was televised. Like their worst moments were mm-hmm. televised. I think some one one of the people had probably worst moments televised, but um, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. But I just wanted to like say I recognize they're human beings. Mm-hmm. Like I've done some shit too. And Same. Yeah. It, it's just, like, really shitty to watch. And Ugh. I think that that can be at times kind of like you can look at yourself a little bit and be like, oh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how I would treat somebody who I loved? Mm-hmm. So that's please, people, stop messaging this man. Do not harass any of these people. What is wrong oh. with you? I'm not, I don't think anyone who listens to us would do that, but... Just don't do that. <laughs> like, Leave them alone. Just talk to your <laughs> girlfriends. Get a fucking microphone. They don't cost that much. Just, just. No, have I have an opinions. extra one. <laughs> if you have opinions and you yeah, want, 
<laughs> 10 to people them. to bother you. <laughs> We've been doing this for years. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. I love all of you that listen. But um, So Clayton basically realizes very early on that he's done something incredibly stupid. He's now in a pickle. Um, a, a rather large one. Do you get that reference? There was... Um, I think it was Hannah's season. Oh, right. <laughs> you were like a rather large one. And I was like, because Dylan is gay. And then we <laughs> laughed. And that was one of the weeks that we got a negative review for you laughing too loud. <laughs> but anyway, he's in a pickle. Mm-hmm. He's like, I now realize I've told two women I'm in love with them. I know I could also feel that way with Susie. And this is where I got confused because mm-hmm. I feel like he said he was in love with Susie at the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode. So I don't know if like their like Frankenbiting mm-hmm. went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's basically like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to shatter somebody. I don't want to hurt anybody. And I'm, I just like didn't want to fall in love with multiple people. Mm-hmm. So again, yes, just confused by the timeline of it all but regardless he's telling three people basically Mm -hmm. this week that he has very strong feelings so Um, so they go to this fancy spa in iceland which sounds Uh, like hell to be honest (laughs) it's world famous for being hell okay um my friend uh lexi went to it and she said it was nice but not as nice as the bachelor wanted it to look and it didn't look that nice (laughs) no it was like go into a cold room then go outside it's fucking iceland and then go into a very hot room i hate hot rooms the most do you like saunas i hate them no i can't do it i Mm -hmm. like i always get sick i feel dizzy i feel Mm -hmm. icky and like the whole going from cold to hot thing is like something fun for like high school parties where you can't drink yet but like that's the only feelings you can have when you're in high school is just like feel dizzy and then get in a cold pool you know no truly it makes you really feel fucking dizzy i don't like it i'm like I would it makes be me drinking sick. right now. And also, yeah. like, I don't like sweating, and I always smell like alcohol when I go into a sauna. I wonder why. It's not because I drink too much. And, <laughs> like, yeah, so they're just, like, going through, like, torture rooms, like, one after the other. And she's, like, Susie literally says, is this a metaphor for my relationship with Clayton? And I was, like, laughing my ass off. I was like, okay, so you're just going from, like, hell to hell to hell, one room after the other? <laughs> is there one good moment you like? I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, like, is this good? I don't know. And I guess the one good side is, their one good moment is when they go into the shower part where they, they rub, it, scrub stuff all over each other. And I'm reminded that the only thing I like about Clayton is his very large thighs that I would be okay if he crushed my yeah. head with. Like Who was the last went, person you said that about? Do you remember? Um, famously Luke P. <laughs> oh heavens! This means a lot it. to me. Wow, I regret it. Um, Do, like, would you still though? Yeah. Would you allow it? Yeah, I would. Okay, I'm asking the hard questions today. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's something about these types of men, like a Luke P, a Clayton, um, like a Ben Smith. Just these, like, really particular, like, big 
boys, <laughs> um, in which they kind of don't have any facial hair really, although Clayton has some facial hair, but just there's like these, I don't know where I like, I want them to either crush me with their thighs or I want to suffocate them by sitting on their faces. And it's yes. a problem I have for sure. Because I feel I ask- like they wouldn't know what to do with such a like, you know, what I offer, my like glory, you know, like, yeah. I, <laughs> like everything that I would be like doing. Um, and I feel like some kind of weird perversion about like, yeah, blowing their minds before I kill them, you know, yeah, like, making them realize that they do like fat chicks. Yeah, and that's then, what I was gonna say too. Yeah, like, do you yeah. think it would be like a weird fetish for them that they'd be like, I can't actually say this, like, yeah. to yeah. anybody? But yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking forward to that for you. Like, it will happen someday. Like, if you oh, put I've it out into it. the universe, I've done and it, but not. I mean, to a bachelor contestant, okay. you know, <laughs> like it will happen if we keep putting it out there. Yes, exactly. One day there will be one beefy man in Portland. Sorry, Brandon. You can yeah. <laughs> Yosef. It'll happen with Yosef. I'm... Stop. He wanted, I think he wanted to. I know. We talked oh, about this a lot. Fuck. It'll happen. Okay. Yeah. Yosef, if you're And you'd be fine with it. You would be so fine with it. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, they're scrubbing up each other's thighs and it's. That's pretty hot, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, Susie starts to feel, like, kind of better about the whole situation. Like, her anxiety is, like, calmed down a little bit. Um, uh, to finally see Clayton and feel his energy. What does energy mean? Is that a code word for penis? <laughs> it is. Okay, I'm just I'm going with it. And to feel his penis. This guy that I'm falling in love with, I just feel so reassured. By his boner. Mm-hmm. His boner. <laughs> and then Clayton's also feeling great because he plans to tell Susie he's in love with her, which is a great idea, pal. Good idea. Love this. Um, and we've seen her, like, throughout the whole episode. Just, like, every cut screen is her, like, spiraling or, you know, in an ITM or something. Just, like, I don't want him to be in love with other people. Mm-hmm. I haven't told him this yet, though. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want him to fuck other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so basically she just mentions that there are things she's not willing to compromise on. Um, so he shares his feelings during the nighttime portion of the date. Um, he's like, it's no longer about me falling in love with you. I am in love with you. Mm. And... Mm. Yeah. Her face is, like, a little shocked to be H. Mm-hmm. And she's, like... It's like a what the fuck. Like, yeah. I was not expecting to hear that yeah. moment. For probably a lot of reasons. Much like when Ben Higgins did it. When JoJo heard that, she was like, oh. 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 Okay, so I'm winning? Like, oh. Because okay. one would think, right? <laughs> one would think. That's what, you know... Because she doesn't know that he has said that to the other woman yet. And in theory, most leads don't do that. Do we know, like, is it still not allowed, quote unquote? Or were they making us think that for a long time and now it's like kind of you can do what you want. And so we're supposed to feel like that's like special or like he's breaking the rules or something. I think it just kind of depends on the person. Like, I think as an audience member, I still feel like it's a medium rule break, but more people have done it. But I mean, I don't know how much Susie's watched the show. (laughs) True. And what the producers have been telling her, like, if he expresses that he feels this way, that's like a really big deal. You know, I don't know. Um, So she's like, I didn't expect to hear that. I adore you. (laughs) 
and I think you're incredible. But there are some things I can't compromise on with an engagement in just a week. So Wow, understandable. Yeah, understandable. Not only did Susie, like, not expect it, but she was not ready to hear it. Um, Not until she gets some much-needed reassurance from him that, you know, there's the only things that she doesn't want to compromise on. So she's like, there are things I feel like I can't compromise on. She explains, she's like, I know that you just told me that you feel like you're in love with me. I love that. (laughs) You feel like it. Um, But do you feel the same way? with somebody else or have you like slept with any other women those are things that like I think would be like impossible to move forward towards an engagement if I'm sharing your love with somebody else I don't think that that would uh, would make me feel very comfortable and so Clayton starts immediately shitting his pants like this is the beginning of his like crybaby ugly meltdown literally um that both has merit and super doesn't have merit. Yeah, yeah um, both, yeah. yeah. So he's basically, like, stammering. Like, I don't think I've seen him really react this way a whole mm-hmm. lot of times mm-hmm. on the show. Like, he, mm-hmm. he's kind of at, like, a loss. Because usually he leaves. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, usually when he's met with any kind of discomfort, he's like hey, got to leave for 25 minutes to think about what the fuck I'm going to say. And I'm just like, dude, the one time you should have fucking left, you didn't leave in time, you know? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, and he, and he leaves during every date. Yes, we've talked about that. It's like on a podcast this week, he was like, I really wish I'd walked away for 20 minutes. Bro, yes. you know how to. I've seen you yes. do it three you times do it at all least. the time. time. And, like, of course she would feel, like, uncomfortable, but, like, I would rather feel uncomfortable for 20 minutes than have to deal with 20 minutes of this shit, whatever the fuck this was. Literally. So, yeah, he doesn't leave. He stays there, and he's, like, so you did say to, like, explore other relationships. And to answer your question, yes, I've slept with someone else here, and yes, I've expressed feelings towards someone else of falling in love. Um, Cool. Uh, I told myself coming into this that I wouldn't fall in love with multiple women, but I can tell you that, like, right now I am the most in love with you, and holy shit, can you believe that nobody wants to fucking hear that? Like, that was, like, when I really was, like, oh my god, I know that's, like, not even the worst thing, but, like, that was, like, no, dude. I, no one wants to hear that. And I no. think that's such a funny thing that a lot of men think. That's what we yeah, want. Yeah, it's so weird. Andrew and I were talking about, like, just our experience with polyamory, too. And, like, how even in polyamory, there are, like, boundaries. People feel jealous. People yeah. have, like, all of these, like, really, like, big feelings. Like, yeah. even though, like, and, and there are certain rules within that, too. Like, yeah. There are rules like I like I actually don't like this person and I don't want them to be at our house that we share together. Yeah. You know, like there are there are like so there's just like really real feelings that you have to deal with and like they're trying to do like a monogamous thing. So him being like, Well, I love you the most isn't necessarily appropriate in this context and it's also not appropriate in a polyamorous context either. Like you shouldn't be like you shouldn't be saying shit like that, you know? Like Unless it's an established primary right. relationship. Right. He's established that Susie is his primary. They can have private conversations where they say totally. that. Totally. Like, 
But again, like, they have not established any of this. No, and, and I mean, oh my god. <laughs> it, like, it gives me, like, it, it, it gives me shivers because, like, I mean, I totally get where she's coming from in this moment yeah. where she's just like, okay, well, you told me that you love me the most, then, like, why... How have you not asked me what my boundaries are or like how, like how, how, like how are all these things just like not happening and you are thinking this is okay when like we've had, I'm assuming they've having, they've had off camera conversations Mm -hmm. at some point or even Mm -hmm. if they haven't just like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you like wait for me? You know, like Mm -hmm. you knew that my, uh, you had to wait like six days max, you know, like it It just 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 makes you wonder if like what what's the reality <laughs> like is yeah. he really the most in love with her and he just wanted to fuck did he not re- and then here's the thing so i was listening to this um therapist funnily enough it was a therapist that's been on nick's podcast a couple times that i don't really l- like her because she they, they team up together to uh argue against my side on things sure <laughs> that's, that's why i don't like him no um and uh but nick Vial actually <laughs> shares my opinion this week, which was fun for me to um, cry about. No, Mm -hmm. but so she did this interview about it too. And she was like, she proposed that like, he didn't necessarily love her the most, but as soon as she said, Oh, I don't know about this. He now added more love to it because he has an anxious attachment style. Um, And that's something we've seen all season with like his inability to like, or that he really loves validation in a way that's really kind of, interesting and that would make sense right yeah if we think Mm -hmm. if we think back to like cassidy who Mm -hmm. was just like attention Mm -hmm. i don't care what anybody else thinks shanae attention Mm -hmm. i don't care what anybody else thinks and like sarah was like i guess a little similar like it was different but yeah but i mean and it was more than even time a woman just really was like nice to him he really loved that yeah. And anytime it wasn't really going his way, most times then he would kind of withdraw from that person. Yeah. Or I think another way you can anxious, you know, attach to silence, then you also then try to like have control. Like you were saying earlier, all of a sudden you maybe that is like his when he's not at his best, he's trying to control the situation, right? And yeah. so, you know, he's like, now I'm gonna like try to fix it and course correct by letting her know. No, 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 I love you the most when maybe he didn't really feel that way because because I'm having a hard time imagining if he felt that way, then why did he have sex? No. <sighs> yeah, anyway, whatever. It, it's getting we're, hard because we're, like, entering, like, I, I just want everyone to know we're, yeah, like, like, we I are not. Like I entered into a sex negative situation. No, 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 no. Like, like, not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I, I get where you're coming from. And just, like, so you know, like, n- neither Jenna nor I care who he had sex with. Exactly. Um, like, we are very sex positive people. Like, I, I'm fine with him doing whatever yep. he needs to do to make this decision. 100%. But, like, it's... To say what he said then is, like... It felt like he was maybe unintentionally manipulating the situation yes. Yes. to get what? an outcome that mm-hmm. he wanted, which, mm-hmm. like, he wanted Susie to stay. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, which is really weird because he reacted, like, the when he went to go, like, think about things, it, like, just changed so much. I mm-hmm. was, like, very confused about the whole thing. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I get it, but mm-hmm. it, it was... Yeah, that was that's a big shift change. He was like, I love you the most. I want you to... We need to fight for this. We need to fight for this. And then when he he could tell that she was like, 
I understand where you're coming from, Clayton. I do. But I have reservations. But I have reservations, and this is something I'm not quite comfortable with. Then he realized, he heard what she said. You know, I'll give him credit. You know, he heard that, <laughs> that kind of finality in her her words. And so now it's like the shift is changing into, well, you're not willing to fight for this. You're not willing to bend your boundary? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was, um, it was so, so weird. So weird. Um, yeah. But, like, he he basically is just, like, getting increasingly more frustrated the longer they talk about it. And I'm just like, dude, go take a walk. Like, mm-hmm. go do something. Like, because we've all been there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, none of us are, like, our best selves all of the time. But, like, he just, like, refuses to, like, leave the conversation even for, like, a li- he does at some point. But then he just, like, wakes up Jesse from his, like, weird cryogenic chamber <laughs> And Jesse's, like, obviously pissed off about being woken up, and he doesn't give any advice whatsoever. He's just like, okay, like, (laughs) as if this is a big deal. But, like, basically, he's frustrated that Susie hadn't told him before Mm -hmm. that this was kind of a deal breaker for her. Mm -hmm. And I do get his frustration with Mm -hmm. that. Like, Mm -hmm. do I think Susie should have brought that up earlier? Like, Mm -hmm. If she felt comfortable, like, yeah, yeah. sure. Like, mm-hmm. but, like, it also might have been a thing where, like, Susie didn't feel necessarily, like, the, the same way about him going into it and felt nervous talking about it. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like, this mm-hmm. might have been the first opportunity that she felt was, like, natural to bring it up. And that's mm-hmm. okay, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, for, like, this particular timeline, do I think it would have, like, if he hadn't slept with anybody... That's also, like, a weird time to bring it up, like, right before an engagement. It is a weird time, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. like, I see his point. Yeah. But, like, do I love the way that he, like, responds throughout this entire encounter? Like, no. I think Mm-mm. it sucks. Um, so, it, yeah. He um, basically, like... He does at one point clarify that he did sex with both of them. Yeah. Which was like kind of crazy because he kept using singular, um, like nouns Mm -hmm. when saying that he had. And then he like, (laughs) and that's, I think, where his anger starts to come in too. Cause that moment was very visceral. He's just like, I mean, well, you know, to be honest with you, both. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You are the one who's, like, you do not need to be coming at this situation with that much intensity right now. And, and I think, it, and to give him, like, you know, credit is I think he feels bad, you know? I think mm-hmm. he, I think he was like, oh, I think he's fuck. embarrassed and embarrassed. he feels bad. Yeah, and he feels bad. Yeah. And what, what he does with that feeling is what we see, right? So I think when I, when I try to talk about it online and I, you know, there was intensive, like, uh, he's just a piece of shit. It's like, okay, maybe he's not a piece of shit. These are valid feelings. He felt hurt and embarrassed. Embarrassment is a really strong emotion that I don't think we give it enough, like, credit for. Like, you – when you're feeling embarrassed Mm – like, I know when I'm feeling embarrassed, Mm -hmm. I I react – I, like, Mm -hmm. really revert into my worst self. Like, Mm -hmm. I – I just, like, try to defend myself in any way. It feels like a fight or flight for me, personally. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not like that feeling – um, and I, it's really hard for me to get out of that headspace. Like, it's something yeah. that I'm, like, consistently working on because, like, 
I'm like one of those people that I feel like I can dish it, but I can't take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know this about myself and it, it yeah. sucks, but like, <laughs> I, it's like something I like consistently working on. But when I get into that space where I'm like, I feel like I have to defend myself right now. Like I say the ugliest things, mm-hmm. like I do the ugliest things. So like empathy for him in this situation for mm-hmm. that. Yes. A hundred percent. But yeah. like, I also recognize that like I've said probably things like this before where I'm just like, ugh, if I could take that back, I would a thousand percent take that yeah. back. You know, yeah. like yeah. that's not okay. Mm-mm. That's not good. Um, so Susie is like ultimately just like really confused. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really know what to do. Um, she walks outside to go talk to a producer. Um, Clayton gets up. When I say gets up, I mean he storms off and he is with his producer and he is basically saying like, this is exactly what I was afraid of. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't believe in anything anymore. Everything is literally invalidated. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, those are the ugly feelings that come out when Mm -hmm. you like start just like Mm -hmm. getting into that headspace where you like Mm -hmm. feeling all these ugly feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad that he walked off and that he wasn't like processing that in front of Susie. But I also don't think he gave himself enough time to process like, healthily like if, i guess like if i were me i would have just been like hey like i want to hear what you're saying but i don't think i'm in like a healthy mm-hmm. space to like talk mm-hmm. about this tonight can we meet up for breakfast tomorrow yeah. morning or something like oh, and i'm so sure good. like if he were looking back on it i'm sure he would think the same thing like i just need to get out tonight like no yeah. we're not going to fantasy suites together but i want to talk to you in the morning yeah like let's... after i've like been able to process this yeah yeah and I'll give him another element of credit. The producers might not have let him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they might That's have been egging him on a little bit on that one. Um, so, yeah, she's just like, you know, I probably should have had that conversation just about sex and what it means to me earlier on. But I didn't know that you were feeling so strongly. Uh, about other people. Right? Yeah. And, like, I didn't feel like I could, you know, I didn't, I don't feel like I can leave here with you, though, you know, because... I don't know what to do right now. And she's stammering too. She's very confused um, about what's happening and she's thrown off for sure. And it's just not a good moment. They're, you know, both really not like they're lacking, you know, good communication in this moment. He cuts her off though. And he's like, what do you mean? You've made up your mind. And she's like, her face is, I was, it was hard to watch. That This was when it got really hard to watch for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, She looks like just utterly like destroyed. And then he says, I was trying to convince you, but now it's like, what, why bother? And I was like, sir, convince? No, that's no. such a not okay. Like, he was like mask off behavior in that moment. Like, this is what I was yeah. trying to do. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then he says, you've basically invalidated their, our whole relationship. And... You know, that if I had sex, it's a deal breaker. You should have brought this up sooner. And it's, like, the one thing I want to say about that thing, too, is I agree if that's, like, really a strong conviction of hers, ideally bring it up sooner. But I want to, like, pretend if we're going to play in this space that these are all really valid, like, this is all real and not producer manipulated and all these things. I want to talk about, like, why do you think a woman would not maybe say this, y'all? We are, like highly conditioned not to rock the boat when we like somebody and it's new and we don't know them you yeah. know like even i think i've i'm pretty like good at communicating with people but i there's still times where i'm going to be like oh I, I might not really express my 
desire because what if they don't like it and then they break up with me? You know, like that's such a like common thing. Yeah. And so I'm like too. kind of like I'm absolutely like, okay, sure, she should have said it, but I'm kinda of, like absolutely not surprised that she didn't. <laughs> like I'm I'm even thinking back to Sorry, Andrew, I'm talking about one of our breakups again. Like, there were times when, um, one of the times when Andrew and I dated, he was like, oh, I'm actually really only, I'm not looking for anything serious. Mm -hmm. And, like, I loved him, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I've been obsessed with him for a long time. I mean this in a, well, I don't care how anyone (laughs) interprets it. I I really liked Andrew for a really long time. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Even though, like, Mm -hmm. I knew I felt deep down Mm -hmm. that's not what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. it was just, like, if I tell him how I feel in this moment, that's, like, game over. Whereas, Mm -hmm. like, if I could, like, put off my needs for a while. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a thing that, like, I'm not going to speak for all women, but I think women do do this a lot. Like, they'll, Mm -hmm. like, blur their boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, like, we don't want to sound, like, crazy. We don't want to let go of something that could be good. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially, Mm -hmm. like, if you're on The Bachelor, too. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can be so easily by saying, like, the most minor thing, you know? Like, Sarah said he cried and she got sent home, like, a second later. And then he was like, no, real men cry. And he got two woos from the audience, you know? Like... It, it was just no like, it's so true though like you really can say like one thing that you're like i would prefer maybe this and it's like oh you know what i just don't see it happening bye when you're competing <laughs> against 30 women or even three women like yeah. that could be like a total like deal breaker whereas like if you're just hoping that he might make like if you're the one that he might make good choices like mm-hmm. i can see how she could think that way like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we've all, literally we've all done that yeah We've really all been like, oh, if he, if they call me, if they do this, then, oh my God, Mm -hmm. they really, you know, and then you're like, in reality, maybe you should have also called them, right? You know, like, if you had just called them, then it would have worked out, but you're like, oh, no, no, I need them to call me because that's going to show that they, like, care, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. Communication is like a two-way street, but also, uh like, if the two-way street is, like, she's telling him now and he's... Having this, like, I wouldn't, I don't want to tell Andrew anything ever again after this episode, and I won't. (laughs) Exactly. So, So, um, yeah, um, basically, that's, that part sucks. Susie's crying now. She's saying she feels really awful, how she wishes she had handled things differently, how she knows she's going to send her, this is going to send her home now, because she's the one that fucked this up. That really, like... That sent me. Like, mm-hmm. I I felt, mm-hmm. like, kind of wrecked after that. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, the times when, like, when you try to assert a boundary with people and, like, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this even just with, like, romantic relationships, but, like, with parents or, like, friends mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. your workplace or whatever. And, mm-hmm. like, the, the boundary is just not met with, like, a whole lot of respect or, like, understanding. Like, I really feel like there was a way where Clayton could have been, like, I'm sorry you felt that way. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And, like, because I didn't know, I didn't act accordingly. And, like, I would have handled it differently had I known. Like, that could have been the entire conversation. Mm -hmm. But what happened was just something that was angry and, like, 
Not that angry isn't like anger isn't like a a valid emotion, mm-hmm. but I think it just could have been handled like totally differently. Man, he's um, like, so yeah, go ahead. No, I'm, I I think I was just like kind of wrecked by that because I've yeah. definitely been in those kinds of situations before where it's like. Oh, like, I was trying to, like, just explain where I was coming from, and y- your your emotion in this moment is louder than mine, and therefore, like, I would rather accommodate whatever you're feeling because I feel uncomfortable in mm-hmm. this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like, a, such a cliche statement, I think, and I'm, but it's, like, that, that concept of, like, when you express a boundary and somebody's reaction kind of tells you everything you need to know about a situation and it's cliche, but I think that's cliche for a reason. And then I was talking to Connie about it last night and they were like, well, yeah, like she might've sensed that this was being his good reaction. And then he went and fucking proved that that is the case, Mm -hmm. you know? And also I just meant like, uh, you know, I think Connie was also referring to like, that's how a lot of people are conditioned because they've, they've expressed boundaries in the past and then have gotten shitty responses, so they don't express them as often. I mean, it depends on the person and their journey, right. of course. But, like, I know I've expressed boundaries and have had met with disrespect. And then it's hard to put them out there again sometimes because you're mm-hmm. like, well, that didn't work for me last time. So I don't, like, you know. Why try again? Yeah. And so I kind of, like, he he validated a potential worry she might have had <laughs> the way yeah. he, he's like this. And he's like... I don't even know who I'm looking at anymore. You just dropped this bombshell on me. I'm like, sir. You also dropped a bombshell on her. So, like, can we just, like, admit that you guys both feel sad? Um, he's like, I don't agree with it at all, how you went about it. I think it's BS. I'm sorry. And then he, oh, this part was bad. I'm sorry that I even raised my voice. It's not who I am. But it's because I care so much. What? I really I did love you. Past tense. Anything you say to me at this point doesn't matter to me anymore, so I am going to walk you out. Holy shit. Yes. I'm just like... The amount of times I've had, like, conversations like this in my real life is, like, a little bit ugly, but... Yeah. I mean, like, if she was your number one... If she was your number one, like, you're gonna Mm -hmm. talk to her, like, like... You're going to talk to her like this? I mean, like, I get emotions were high or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry that I raised my voice, but it's because I cared so much, you know? Like, I'm not saying he's an abuser, but that's an abusive sentence to say. Like, that's just, like, a really shitty thing to say to somebody. So, like, don't. (laughs) Don't do that. Come on. Come on, my guy. Um, and then, like, followed, like, with his, like, body language. Like, he he walks Susie out. He's, like, walking in front of her. He's not looking back. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, kind of pleading her case to stay. Like, she's, like, I really want you to know this was real for me. I promise that every ounce of this has been real. And I feel awful about how this went down. Um, and he was, like, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> It does not. Um, but, and he says he'll get through this. Like, okay, congrats <laughs> to you. You'll get through this. And then he's like, one day someone will fight for me as much as I fight for them. And I'm just like, where is all this vitriol coming from? 
Like, and it reminded me of Sarah's departure, too, where he was, like, he felt slighted, and then he treated her with, like, truth-telling that was, like, really Mm -hmm. unkind and weird. Mm -hmm. Like, like, Sarah was, like, a a top six-ish person, Mm -hmm. and he had a really good connection with her. Like, I think they had two one-on-ones or something, Mm -hmm. and then, like, he just, like, treated her really poorly for 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 fuck why like mm-hmm. i don't i don't really understand like all of the vitriol going on here yeah. and then like susie is like in the in the suv you know heading out and clayton's still just like spiraling like by himself <laughs> basically he was like that was my biggest fear uh, my heart's not in it anymore my heart's out it's out it's done it's over it's over and then he starts crying and i'm just like okay well like if you're having this, like, visceral of a reaction, like, go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. And, like, wake up tomorrow and, like, figure something else out, you know? Like, it did not at all have to be this way because it sounded to me, like, based on what Susie was saying, like, if you guys had had a conversation that went differently than the way that it did, Susie would have stuck around. Mm-hmm. And neither of you would be this miserable. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. were weird. Sir, (laughs) you did a bad thing. (laughs) And, like, there's, like, an element of, too, like, did he really not think any of them would have any slight issue with this? Oh, just wait till it gets to final two and they find out, like, what? Yeah, and I was, like, talking to Connie, too, and they were, like, like, he didn't didn't enter any of those conversations with a prepared for that. He just was, like... I love you. Here's my speech about it. Let's fuck. And he didn't even enter in because even I, and then we then Connie and I played this mind game. We were said, "Oh, what if Susie was actually okay, more or less, with that? Right? Even if she had been like, you know, as she had been like kind of a Gabby of it all, like, oh, explore your options or whatever. You still should be entering into these conversations with a little bit more tact and a little bit like allowing for the emotional response. Again, if we want to have the ethical non monogamy conversation at all." You can have as many fucking rules set up and somebody might still have a feeling. Mm-hmm. And when they have a feeling, the best way to go about this is to either, yeah, take some space, breathe, think about things. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not to, like, get mad at the person for having a feeling about it, you know. Um, right. I think, like, it's your job as the person who's having sex with multiple people to mm-hmm. be, like, mm-hmm. like you're the one doing it. You're so, the one like, doing it, and it's fine. If you have very valid reasons for it, great, which I think you do- did, right? Mm-hmm. So come prepared with that. <laughs> you, know? you can come, but come prepared. <laughs> yeah. And I, then to be sassy for before we've kind of finished this up, I'm just, like, with the discourse of it all, people kind of, like, being, like, blah, blah, blah. I was, like... Am I fucking taking crazy pills? This man is a known slut. Like, what are we? Why am I? Why am I having to have this conversation where we're like, she should? I'm like, oh my god. Like, I, I, we, we just gave him a lot of the benefit of the doubt. You and I had a pretty delicate conversation about this, I think. But part of me just wants to scream, like, I'm not gonna give this man that much fucking credit. Yeah, I, I mean, if I met this man on Hinge and he did this shit, I would just be like, fuck this man. And I would make a TikTok about it and I would get 100 million likes because I yeah. roasted this piece of shit on the internet. I mean, like, he's West Elm Caleb, basically. Like, I, I mean, 
It's fine. It's I'm just being sassy when I say that, but I'm just like, like, come on, people. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, like, I, I it's just funny. Should he be able to do that? Sure. Yes. <laughs> should he be that mad when someone's like, hey, um, to me, that doesn't signal I love you the most? Uh, probably you shouldn't be that mad at someone for thinking that that's not what love means to them. Yeah. You know, like... Because it should have basically just come down to, like, okay, this is really sad, but we're not compatible then. Yeah. Because I clean have a very valid reason for the re- what I did. And I will agree with that. <laughs> I would yeah. absolutely not get engaged without fucking, you know? Like, absolutely not. So, like, I'm, I am with you, bro. <laughs> I would absolutely do that. But, like, yeah, so just, you know, it would just be sad. You know, it would be sad. You're like, we're not compatible. Yeah, and I mean, like, also, I feel like if engagements are a week out and you don't know that the person that you, quote, unquote, love the most has a problem with this, like, it's probably not time for you guys to get married. (laughs) You know, like, I know this show has worked sometimes, mostly not and i mean i think this would have been one of those situations where like yeah it's not gonna work it's not gonna work it won't work (laughs) you guys are on the same page about something that's like clearly really fucking is really important to clayton and fucking is really important to Susie in a different way (laughs) so (sighs) i i wish them both happiness mostly one of them over the other you can guess which one um Jenna, do you have any ideas of what's going to happen in the finale? Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea, like, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, the preview shows Gabby ringing him out. Rachel's just more emotional, I think. Like, sad. Um, his dad is really like, you fucking fucking idiot. Um, he gets, like, aggro with his dad a little. So I'm like, mm, anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm. There's something about that. And it's not like anxious attachment styles are bad people. I think I'm actually a little bit of an anxious attachment style person. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. It's just more of like, this is what happens sometimes when you are like that. Um, but it's not a bad thing. It's, it, it's, I, I, I feel like one time I heard a therapist say it's like one of the largest ones. It's, it's the most common one, you know, um, mm-hmm. for a reason because we're all like deeply fucked from our parents and. <laughs> Yeah, I can't talk about that right now because one of them's in the other room and one of them is in the other room. My spouse and my mom. Andrew leaving your ass multiple times. Every time we talk, I'm like, yeah, I should probably try therapy once or twice. I'll never do it. I'll never do it. Well, unless we get a subscription or a, a spawn con for it. Anyway, better help if you want to. If you want to help Danica out. At BetterHelp, please. <laughs> yes, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and uh, I guess we'll just see how it all plays out for sure. Wait, um, ju- okay, let's make it. Let's make a okay. guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. So he said he has the best like physical chemistry with Rachel, Rachel. Mm-hmm. but didn't he say <sighs> he did the screaming thing with Gabby? Mm-hmm. I'm still, mm-hmm. God, I'm still going to guess Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Rachel. I don't know if he's going to end up with anybody, but I'm going to guess he picks someone, and I guess that he picks Rachel. Yeah, I think Rachel's been more 
quote-unquote forthcoming with her emotions, maybe? I don't know, but that doesn't always... Sometimes they choose the one that's not... Who hasn't been, right? Yeah. Or we'll seemingly see. so. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we've been yeah. wrong this entire season. And by oh. we, I mean me. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> truly. He's, he's not acting like normal bachelors. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So I guess that's it, y'all. Um, thank you for, you know, coming on this journey with us. That was therapeutic for me, at least. Um, I, I do want to say, I, I was joking a bunch with, like, the discourse of it all. Like, I absolutely loved having totally. a discourse with people, and it was really good. And everyone had really good points. And to be honest, like, we're probably wrong. Um, so, yeah. Always just, are. <laughs> always are. Um, so, honestly, I don't know. Thank you for listening, if you did listen, just to see what our unhinged thoughts were. Um, but, yeah, next week it'll be a fun time. we got two more episodes. And then we're going to be recording with Sophie um, sometime in the week. And we'll be dropping um, that episode on both of our platforms so you guys can access it in various ways. Sophie does the cool thing where they upload a video. So if you want to see our very good faces, um, <laughs> it'll be worth it. And you can join her Patreon at patreon.com at um, slash unpaid emotional labor. We'll have all the links, of course. Um, and uh, it'll be a good time because Sophie's stopped. Sophie's not <laughs> not recapping The Bachelor anymore. So. Oh, damn. How do we get on that train? <laughs> Fuck. We'll get there one day. Um, Oof. Yeah. Other than that, y'all. We love you. Love you. Just, I don't know. Just Bye now. Take take some breaths and drink some water, okay? All right. I'll try. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Date Card Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.